I thought I might begin by sharing a few stories about how God has guided me over the years, just very briefly. And I'm sure that you've got your own too. I can remember as an 18-year-old being uh, guided from one side of the city of Exeter to another because God had an appointment for me with a particular person. It was a word of knowledge on one side of the city and he took me to exactly where this person was on the other side. The same thing happened to me uh, in about 2004 or 5 uh, when I was living in Canterbury. I've had experience of God guiding me uh, to jobs, sometimes quite surprisingly, the job that I was hoping for uh, on one occasion and had hoped for for about four years. Uh, I got as far as the interview, uh, having thought that God was guiding me to it and realised within the first 30 seconds that it wasn't going to happen. At that point, you start to question uh, what you're listening to and what God's doing. But actually, in hindsight, he was still guiding me. I just hadn't quite figured out the destination yet because he hadn't told me. Or the, or the occasion where I accepted a job to move to the other side of the country and Megan and I went out for a celebratory dinner and it was to work with a mission organisation and by the time we got to uh, coffee or pudding, a terrible silence came across the table. And then we realised the peace of God had gone. We weren't supposed to have taken the job. And so I didn't. I I did this instead. (laughs) Thank you, Elizabeth. That's very encouraging. I did mean did this in the general sense of vickering rather than this particular job. But thank you anyway. However, in my preparation, because that's the kind of sermon that I thought that this was going to be this morning, I stumbled on something else which I would love to share with you. You see, in the reading that Catherine has just read for us, it talks about the spirit of truth guiding us into truth. You see, I think when we think of guidance nowadays, uh, we think of something that's probably very personal and individualistic. We go and see someone because we want guidance from them. We want them to help us with something very particular. Or if you've got a smartphone or a sat-nav, then guidance is where hopefully you put in the right postcode and you get step-by-step directions across the other side of the country to where you wanted to go. Of course, if you put in the wrong postcode or there's something saved from from, uh, memory from where you've been somewhere before that's a little bit similar, you can end up in completely the wrong place, especially if you're not paying attention as you go. What I would like to do is to take you, if I can, how long have I got? Not very long. To take you on a journey through the way that John talks about truth in John's Gospel. So are you 
Are you ready to go for that? Great. That's great news because I'm preaching and for this bit you're listening. But afterwards we can talk about it. Um, So, we've talked about learning to listen and about the fact that the Holy Spirit is our guide. But there is this other thing that is tucked away in John's Gospel, which I think is much, much bigger. You see, John's Gospel opens with this cosmic, universe, world-changing idea. That the Word, the Logos, the divine wisdom of the entire universe was there right at the beginning. That through him, this word, everything that was made has been made. And that this wisdom, this logos, was with the Father, with God, and he was God. He's both with God and he was God. So there's God the Father, and there's the logos, the divine word. The divine wisdom through whom everything has been made. And then God the Father sends this word into the world. And he becomes the person of Jesus. And he is full of grace and truth. This is the first mention in John's Gospel. And you'll see where I'm going because there's quite a few other mentions along the way. Jesus comes and he is full of grace and truth. And through him, this grace and truth comes into the world. Now, I can give you all of these references, by the way, if you want. I might might stick them on the the website with the uh, recording of this talk. Anyone who lives by the truth, John chapter 3 verse 21, it says that he comes into light. So there's a two-way transaction. Grace and truth comes into the world, but anyone who lives by the truth comes into light, into the radiance of Christ Jesus. And what's more is that anyone who accepts the testimony about Jesus certifies that God is truth. So if you accept the testimony of Jesus about who he is, then it's like you certifying that God is true, that he he is who he says he is. I love this next bit, that we are supposed to worship in spirit and in truth. So there's this direction of travel where Jesus is coming into the world, bringing grace and truth. We're to acknowledge him as the truth, which certifies that God is who he says he is. And our response is to worship in spirit and in truth. The next thing is this. There's this little argument in John chapter 8 going on between Jesus and some folks who are questioning him. And he 
responds, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. In Jesus, there is freedom. The truth sets you free. And then a little bit later on in John chapter 8, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. We can't separate easily the truth from the person of Jesus. Here's what he does. The truth does this and Jesus does this. He brings freedom. What's more than that is Jesus comes and he says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If we want to get back to the Father, if we want to connect with God, there is only one way to do it. And that is through Jesus Christ. Now you can cut all of that out of the Gospels if you like, but if you do, there's not a lot left. In fact, there isn't anything left worth having. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the one that's come into the world. Through him, everything was made. He's come into the world, and he's the one that makes it possible for us to get back to the Father. Why? Because of his work on the cross. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Then in John chapter 14, this idea is introduced by Jesus of the advocate coming. The spirit of truth. And the wonderful thing about the way that this is described is that the spirit of truth is both with us, that's how he describes him to the disciples, and that he will be in us. Because at this point, Pentecost hasn't happened. But we know that Pentecost has happened. So for us, we can claim both parts of that. That the Holy Spirit is with us, but he's also in us. If you have accepted that Jesus Christ is Lord, and you've asked him to forgive you of your sin, I don't, I'm not too fussed whether that was a process or a moment. And both, both are the way that God is work, God works then what you have is you have the Holy Spirit in you and with you. But then we come to the verse from today's reading. When the, ho- when the Spirit of truth comes, John chapter 16, verse 13, he will guide you into all truth. So the Holy Spirit's job when he's with us and in us, is to point us back, to take us to Jesus, the truth. I'm not sure that this picture does John's Gospel justice. But I I, I had to try and make sense, the big picture of what John was saying here. And there's more. You see, uh, I won't add these bits to the picture, but Jesus, when he prays in John chapter 16, says this, Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is the truth. 
It's always good when you come across a word, like a word, to go back and look it up and just double check that you're not making a presumption about what it means. When in John chapter 17, Jesus prays that your word is the truth, the word that is being used is the Logos word. It's not just the Bible, it's the Logos word that's used right at the beginning of John's Gospel to say the divine wisdom, the one whom through everything was made. Sanctify them by your truth. Your truth is the word, the person of Jesus Christ who's come in person. And then this conversation that Jesus has in John chapter 18 with Pilate. The reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. You know, I think sometimes Christians get get tired of being hung up on Jesus. But there is a reason why Jesus is the sticking point for us. The reason why he is the focus of everything and we should not let him go. And it's all of this. A simple Sunday school response that says, yes, I'll follow you. Yes, you're king. At the same time as who's king? The one through whom everything was made. He is the truth. The way, the truth, and the life. And anyone who does not want to listen to Jesus, the truth, then they're not on the side of truth. That might seem harsh. But if he's the truth and they're not willing to listen to him. It's a whole different world. And John's Gospel ends with this. John chapter 19 verse 35. The man who saw it has given testimony and his testimony is truth. He knows and tells the truth so that you may believe. John, the writer of his gospel, has seen these things and he points us to Jesus so that we might believe in him. So folks, why do I go through the trouble of saying all all of that and trying to give you a bit of a summary of John's gospel from this particular lens? I think the reason is this, is, is so often guidance can be Lord help me in this moment to know what to do help me with this next step and I want to encourage you to have a bigger view yes he wants to help you with the next step yes he wants to show you people that he wants to talk with you today He wants to direct you as to where you should go and and who you should be a blessing to. 
He wants to give you insight of to the things to come. Yes, he wants to do all of those things, but more than that. But more than that. He wants to go with you. He wants to take you to the Father so that you can walk in step with him. And the great thing about walking in step with him is that it means you can relax about the next step. Because he's got it covered. You can relax about the next step. Because he's got it covered. And Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, will lead us.